May God do something in your life that will settle your life, that will settle your worries, that will settle your troubles. This week, may God bring you a surprise in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. As you believe, so shall it be done unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Today happens to be the last Sunday of the month of September, right? Like, can we give a big, 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 big clap of honor to the What a great blessing. What a great joy. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So this month, I'm sharing with you briefly the message we began throughout this month. And I'm ending it today. Judgments. And we read the scriptures. Our sister, Mrs. J, read for us. I just want to preach one or two verses. Then Hebrews chapter number 6, from 7 to 10. For this earth which drinketh in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessings. May you receive blessings from God this week. Hallelujah. What a blessing. But if it bears thorns, it bears thorns for those who doesn't cultivate their land and bears. It is rejected and near to being cursed whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. Verse 10 says, For God is not unjust to forget. Tell the person, God doesn't forget your good works. Now, for God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and you continue to minister. Amen. By the grace of God, we heard last week that God rewards labor. And when you work for God, he will reward you. And he rewards you gloriously. When you do things for God, God blesses people. When you work for God, God will honor you. Hallelujah. He does not forget. And we, we saw that the rewards of God are not only earthly, but there are also eternal rewards. That when you work for God, there are some of the things that have double blessings. Some of the works we do for God have double blessings. And last week we saw some few things how God blesses people. And we saw that when you, are in, when you extend your hand to the needy, there is a way God also gives you an eternal blessing. When you give to promote the work of God, God also blesses you. And we said that some of the rewards are referred to as crowns. Some of the things, rewards you are going to receive in heaven are referred to as crowns. And last week, by the grace of God, we saw the imperishable. The first, and one crown we're going to receive is called the imperishable crown. And this particular crown came from the first Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And Paul talks about this crown is for those who discipline their bodies and discipline their cells for God, just to live for God. So when you decide to live right for God, discipline your body, you don't allow your body to control you. That is a crown that is waiting for you. I pray that we shall never miss that crown in the name of Jesus. Now, Paul interestingly said in that particular scripture that I can do everything for God and still not live right. Paul made that statement that I can do everything for God and still not live right. Every grace that we need to discipline ourselves, to discipline our bodies, to receive the imperishable crown, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. The second crown that we shall receive from the Lord as we serve and work for him is the crown of life. Philippians chapter number 1, the verse 29. The crown of life. 
to the second crown which we shall receive is called the crown of life philippians 1 29 for to you it has been granted on behalf of christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for his sake matthew 5 10 to 12 blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for this is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when men reveal you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake because of me rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your word reward in heaven now when you look at the philippians 119 look at that scripture let's go back to that scripture once again now in your work with god one of the things you must understand is that your calling by god does not exempt you from troubles anybody who tells you that giving your life to christ will exempt you from trouble is deceiving you so sometimes people are even surprised people are even wondering ah, i came to christ but i never thought things would, things would be so tough and so difficult and some may even end up backsliding some even become offended some become very offended. I thought that giving your life to Christ will solve every problem. I won't go through any challenge in my marriage. I won't go through any problem in my, with my health. I won't go through any challenge with things around my job and all. No! Listen to a positive. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in Him, but also do what? To suffer. So, it's a combination. You have accepted Christ. It's not enough for to be saved but you are also to suffer for him. As you stand for God through suffering, there is a crown awaiting you. If you are going to live right on this earth, you will suffer. If you want to stand for what is right as a child of God in your workplace, in your marriage, in your home, in the area you find yourself, you will go through certain things. People have been sacked from their jaws because they decided to stand for what is right. People have been persecuted at their workplaces, in their homes, in their neighborhood, just because they want to stand for what is right. People have lost relationships that was bringing them certain things because they decided to do what is right for the sake of Christ. You will suffer for him. It is given on behalf of Christ that we must also suffer for him. I pray that every grace that we need to suffer for this Christ, may we receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Please help me ask the person, what have you suffered for him? What have you suffered? Because of what have you suffered for Christ? Hallelujah. Amen. Unfortunately, we want to live a normal life, free life, without any suffering. It's not the best thing. Many a times, we are even ashamed about this Christ. And Jesus said it in Luke 9, 26. We are very ashamed even of Christ. We can't even open our mouth to tell people about him. For whosoever is ashamed of me and my words. Very ashamed of him. We feel shy about Christ. We can't talk about him. And the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory. In his fathers and the, whole, the holy angels. Even in this adulterous generation. Where people don't respect God. People don't honor God. Why must you be ashamed of this Christ? Why must you be ashamed of him? Because, because you can't go through the, what people will say about you. Hey, now sister, we should have been also preaching. You can't stand the way people look at you. Let me, do you know that when you... Let me give you an example. If Nanama stands at the street here, at the junction, and start preaching with a megaphone, people begin to look at her some way. She can't go through that shame. The way people look at her. Hey, now where's this old friend? Hey, now sister, I don't need maybe Ayana. She doesn't... No! 
Let any of you stand up to begin to share fly. Go stand wherever you are. Wake up in the morning, don't broadcast, and begin to preach. You won't know. You will not even do that. Why? You feel so shy and ashamed. Thinking of what people will say and how people will look at you. And Jesus said, even this wicked world, they don't, the world doesn't care about Christ. Why must we also care about them with, and, and stop ourselves from preaching the gospel to them? Why must we? I told you a, a, a story about when I traveled one time, I was coming, I was in a plane and there's somebody, uh, a guy came, to, I, I think I was sitting in the first seat or so, and there's, a lady was sitting beside me and a guy, he came with a certain guy. And as soon as they sat in the plane beside me, I saw this guy kissing the girl. Hey! As if you want to do that thing with the lady in the, in the, in the plane. No, I'm telling you. And I was so, I said, ah, now this, what is, but can't you see somebody sitting beside you? He, I mean, this, this adulterous, he doesn't just care. Whether you look at me or not, I don't mind. I want to do what I want to do. And I was so angry. They started selling, uh, serving the food. When we were bringing, when they, 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 they brought the thing, the air hostess, I took the food and I gave it to the, the guy at the end. I was looking for opportunity. And also took the, this thing and gave it to the lady. After eating, they were coming back for their, well, their waste and all that. I took the guy's own. I t- and I looked at them and said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. They didn't know what was coming next. So I took and I gave the thing. So I began. I said, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm Nicholas. And what's your name? Where are you coming from? Oh, we, oh, we are coming from UK. We are coming from London. We went to this place. We are coming from London and all that. I said, okay, I'm, I'm also coming from uh, Switzerland. I, I think I went to Sweden or something. Sweden or Paris. Or I'm coming from this, uh, whatever. And we started chatting. I said, wow, you know Jesus loves you? The moment I said Jesus loves you, the guy said, <laughs> and I, 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 because I was angry, I also preached to them. After preaching, from where we were in the air till we landed in Kotoka, he never even kissed again again. <laughs> sure. I preach you, kiss the lady, let's see here. You see, you see what I'll tell you. <laughs> when they are not ashamed to kiss, we are also not ashamed to preach the gospel to them. When they are not ashamed to smoke outside, when they are not ashamed to hold their girlfriend, we are also not ashamed to meet them anywhere and preach the gospel to them. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of him. Glory to God. I said, don't be ashamed. Please tell the person, don't be ashamed of him. Don't think about the way people see you. The way they will talk about you. Be confident of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's how it works. And those who are not ashamed of him, they go through ridicule. They go through reproach. They go through suffering. I mean, this part of our world, we are really... Happy. We are excited. But that when you go to other places, people are really, really being persecuted, I'm telling you. People are really, really, especially in the Middle East, in the Asia, those people are really being persecuted for the sake of Christ. And there is a reward for that. May God and grace us to be able to go through persecution for him. At your office, stand for what is right. In your home, stand for what is right. For the sake of Christ, stand for him. They may persecute you today. They may dislike you today. But there is a reward that is waiting for you. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Tell person there is a reward waiting for you. There is a reward. Hallelujah. Now the second crown or the third crown which we shall receive. Is the crown of righteousness. This is not a crown for the righteous life you live. No. Or the imputed righteousness that God has given to us when you give your life to Christ. 
but it is for the faithful workers or those who discharge their God-given assignments faithfully. Very good. 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. Everybody have fought the good fight. I have finished the what? The race. And I have kept the faith. Verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of what? Yes. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who love his what? His appearing. This crown is for those who faithfully I have fought a good fight and have run the re- I have done what I was supposed to do. It is one thing to work for God. It's another thing for you to faithfully do what you have been asked to do. And this crown is for those who faithfully discharge their God-given assignment, their God-given responsibilities. Whatever has been given to them to do in the house of God and beyond the house of God, they do it faithfully. Now, to be faithful means to be constant, to be available, to be trustworthy. That is faithfulness. If I've been given the job to clean the church or my sanctuary keeper, evangelism, prayer, Whatever I'm doing, giving, whatever I'm doing, whatever my contribution may be in promoting the kingdom of God, how faithful, how constant, how trustworthy, how well I'm doing it will determine what I will receive. So when we stand before God, this is Pastor Klakani. This is your crown. Please come. Your job was to make sure that you clean the church. And God is not only going to reward you because you cleaned the church, but he's going to reward you because of the faithfulness in your cleaning, how well you did it. If you clean the church today and next week you don't come, you come the next two, next two weeks. You're not faithful. To be faithful means you are constant. You are trustworthy. Rain or shine, you are there. You are dependable. There are certain people you can depend, you, can, you, you know that as for these people, they will be there. So the crown of righteousness is not for those who just work, but those who faithfully discharge. They did it according to the way they were supposed to do. Not with whatever. I mean, you, you feel like, you come when you, you feel like. And sometimes you realize that it's not convenient for you, but we know it's your work. You have to come and do it. It is one thing to discharge your duties. It's another thing for you to discharge it faithfully. There is a crown for faithfulness. There is a reward for faithfulness. Whatever your assignment, whatever you are doing in the house of God, whatever your contribution you are doing toward the work of God, please do it constantly. Do it well and do it well. That is what comes with a blessing. That's what brings the blessing. May God help us. The fourth crown, which the scripture talks about, the crown of glory or the shepherd's crown. The crown of glory or the shepherd's, the shepherd. First Peter 5, 2-4. This is a very powerful Scripture, First Peter 5, from verse 2 to 4. Now, shepherds, I mean, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but, for, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, we are all sub-shepherds, you receive the crown of glory that does not fade. Now, this particular crown is for those who are working for God. I mean, those who are pastors, who are shepherds, or they are overseeing God's people. 
So even in heaven, our rewards are not going to be the same. The pastor's reward will be greater than the church member's reward. This particular crown is for those who have been given charge on our, an oversight over a church, over a ministry. That's why I always tell you, please get involved in the work of God. And sometimes, I mean, some of us, you, be, you, go, you can make yourself available for a branch to be open for you. Also, if I want to support this branch, I want to be part of it. This is what called the pastor's crown. The shepherd's crown. Because you are part of the ministry. Because you led, you, you, you led it's not easy to lead a church. It's not easy to lead, a, to lead people. And because you stood in as a pastor and you pastored a church, you caused people faithfully. There's a crown for you. So when we get to heaven and God lines us up before Christ and the rewards are given, whatever you get, whatever you get, don't forget there is something that if you are not a pastor, you can't get it. Every grace that you need to get involved and be part of the work of God, receive it in the name of Jesus. I see you pastoring branches. I see you be part of it. Glory to God. And you see, the interesting part of that, you can also share in your pastor's crown. Hebrews 13, the verse 17. You can share in your pastor's crown. Every, whatever any pastor is doing, whatever branch they are pastoring, and your support goes to that pastor. You help that branch to do well. You are part of the pastoring of the whole thing. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do so with what? With joy and with not with grief, for that will not be unprofitable. So, in other words, when you assist your pastor, you assist your man of God to pastor the church well, is profitable unto you. And when the pastor is giving the crown or the shepherd's crown, Ozofo, I mean, you tell God, Father, I did not do this alone. This one supported me, that one supported me to make the work very easy for me. You can share, it is possible. Please help me tell the person, you can, it's possible to share in your pastor's crown. Amen. One day Paul was complaining. He said, be careful of Alexander the coppersmith. Ah, he was t- talking to Timothy. Be careful of this man. For he restored our gospel. And make the work very difficult for us. Yeah. May your pastor never mention you for evil. There are some members that when you mention their name, you, 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 even if you are certain, you stand up. When you read Romans chapter 16, it will tell you about what Paul said. There are certain people when you mention their names, even when you are sitting, you stand. But there are others also when you mention them, when you are standing, you have to sit and say what you want to say well. Hey, this one. One day, we were in a pastor's leadership meeting with Bishop Doug. As he was talking, he mentioned a particular name. And he said, I regret meeting you. Oh, I regret. He was mentioning certain, 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 somebody's name. I regret. There are people that when you meet them, you regret meeting them. No, I'm telling you. There are certain church members, when they are not part of the church, the church is more at peace than when they are with you. I'm telling you. The scripture says, cast out the corner and there shall be peace. There are people, when they are part of the church, they are more trouble. Their absence makes the church more at peace. Crushing heads together, talking about this, talking behind this, saying all kinds of things. I know we don't have that in, the, in this church. And we are blessed. We bless God for that. Talking about my members, talking about pastors. No. May you never make the work of God difficult in the name of Jesus. When your pastor mentions your name, it shall be for good. When your name is mentioned, when people remember your name, may you be remembered for good. That you advance the work of God. 
Sometimes when I did, and I, I remember certain people who have passed through us, and I remember certain people who left. When they left, my heart was really broken. But it was after some years that I saw the wisdom in God taking those people out. May God help us in the name of Jesus. I see you sharing in your pastor's crown in the name of Jesus. I said, I see you sharing in your shepherd's crown in the name of Jesus. Make the work of God easy for your pastors. Hallelujah. Number five, the crown of rejoicing or the soul winner's crown. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 through 20. Proverbs eleven thirty. 30. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19. Now, for what is our hope or our joy or crown of rejoicing? <laughs> is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For you are our glory and our joy. Proverbs eleven thirty. The fruit of the righteous, the tree of life, and he who wins souls is what? Is wise. Daniel 12, 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Paul said that you are our crown. Go back to that scripture for me. I just brought this in. First Thessalonians chapter number 2. Verse 19. For what is our hope and our joy or our crown of rejoicing? We call it the crown of rejoicing. Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Paul said that God is going to give me another crown. And that crown is called the crown of rejoicing. And he said that crown he's given to me because of you. Because through me you came to know the Lord. There is a crown for me. There is a crown God is going to give to me because I am a soul winner. Hallelujah. All those who turn many unto righteousness, Bible says they shall shine like the firmament. If you are a soul winner, there is no way you lose a crown. I'm telling you. I pray that when we appear before God and we are receiving our rewards, you can point to certain people that it's through you that those people came to know the Lord. And there shall be, according to even the scripture, when you go further, you, when you have a crown, the number of souls you have won becomes like a stars in your crown. Glory to God. So even in heaven, there is difference. <laughs> Glory to God. As you working for God. And you see, the mandate of the church is all about souls. Without any controversy, without any argument, Christ came to save the lost. May you align yourself with souls. May, may, may souls become your passion. If a man gains the whole wide world and loses his own soul, what shall it profit him? Now, how, how many of us can boldly say that because of you can point to two or three people in church who have come to know the Lord? People have been in Christ for five years without even a fruit, without a soul. May God have mercy on us. John 15, the verse 16. Look at that scripture. John 15, 16. The soul winner's crown. That is the greatest work we have to do for God. Come on, read together. I want to go. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and do what? Bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, it shall be done to you. Luke 15, 8 to 10. And this cry is for those who persuade others to give their life to Christ. May you become a preacher. May you become a soul winner. Hallelujah. The way you can rap. The, the way you can convince girls. The way your beauty attracts people. Use it. 
Use that opportunity to tell them about Christ. I'm telling you. Take advantage of it. Wherever you find yourself, in your workplace, in your, ha- in your home, in your neighborhood, anybody you come in contact, as you sit in the trotro, tell them about Christ. You will sit in the trotro with somebody, I'm the person. Good morning, my dear. Don't enter the trotro and frown your face. You see people you don't greet. Look for opportunity to share gospel with people. The person you see that you don't greet, when you want to share the word, they will not even mind you. Even if you don't know the person you have, the person is within your area, greet them by force. Chairman, you are welcome. Greet them by, by force. May you take advantage and use the opportunities around you to share the gospel with people in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light up a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until he, she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends. Neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, come on this particular verse together, I want to go. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy where? Of God. Over one sinner, over one. So even when you make one person to give his or her life to Christ, Bible says, there is joy in heaven. You can't bring joy to heaven for God to bring sadness to you. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> I see God strengthen you in your weakness. Because you brought joy to heaven. Glory to God. When the soul repents, there is joy in heaven. And the joy of the Lord is also our strength. When heaven is happy, your strength is revived. Receive the grace to be a soul winner. Receive the grace to be a soul winner. Glory to God. Don't just preach to people. Target them. Pray over them. Fast over them. Bring them to God. Let them be established. Spend money. Don't easily give up on people. Spend money on them. Let them become your project you are doing. This woman is my project. This man is a project. A whole project. I will win this person for God. Glory to God. May God reward us. I said may God honor us. May God bless us as we win souls for him. Glory to God. You never miss a soul winner's crown in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, look, let's look at the sixth one. Let me end here. The sixth one, the martyr's crown. The martyrs. This is for those who have the high honor of giving their lives for the sake of Christ. Revelation 2 8 to 10. Revelation 2 8 to 10. Now, and to the angel of the church in. Simna, right, these things says the first and the last who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. <laughs> Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. People are in prisons by now. I mean, because of Christ. Yeah. In India recently, they burnt a woman alive. India. That she spoke against Hinduism or something like that. That you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto what? And I will give you the crown of life. This crown is for martyrs, those who have the, they have the high honor to give their lives for Christ and they die. 
He said, let me tell you, the missionaries that came from Europe to the other side, many of them died. Many of them. Even when they died, they sent more to come. The missionaries, most of them from England, from Switzerland, most of them died. But the Basel missionaries, Basel, you know Basel? Basel is Presby. The Basel missionaries, all those that came, some went to the north, deep in the north, beaten with mosquitoes, animals, and all that. They didn't know the terrain, the environment. Some just died. When you go to Kumasi, there is a, a place at the doom where they have a lion uh, as a statue around the prisons. When the missionaries came to the Ashanti region, they took them to the Ashanti Hene. So we have brought the gospel the right way, the king of kings. But we, we don't worship Christ. We have what we worship here. So they decided to take them to the bush. The, uh, that, that area it is said to, have no, uh, to be known for a lot of lions. So that's where they took the missionaries to. So that they, they miss, the, the lions will kill them. Yeah. And many of them died. And while they were dying, they were still, still sending missionaries from Europe to Africa, to Ghana. If I ask you to go to the north right now, for Christ Jubilee branch, also for, then I will, make, I will leave the church for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. North. How do you want God to help you so that we open a branch in America for you? Let's see your hand up. <laughs> oh, someone said that's where he lies. California. <laughs> Mercy. May God help us all. Missionaries. The martyrs crown. Those who lost their lives because of Christ. Look at how people sacrificed their lives for Christ. Unfortunately, today we have shallow Christians. Even coming to church is a problem for them. How much more to give their lives to die? You see the difference between us and them? That's why we are not going anywhere. We are not seeing the power of God, the glory of God in our lives. But the latter reign should have been even greater than the former reign. But unfortunately, we still refer to the past at the apostles' time. Our time should have been more powerful than them. We should have been more daring, daring than them. We should have been ready to die for Christ than even than them. Daring, we can go anywhere for Christ. You are not ready to sacrifice any. You're not how many of us are ready to die for Christ? Don't lie, don't deceive yourself. How many you are ready to die? Like the way the Muslims are radical, ready to die for Muhammad, ready to die for Islam. Are you ready to die? Yes, we'll be tested. Whether you are cleaning the church, you are giving money, you are supporting, whatever you are doing for God will be tried. Before you will be rewarded. And we can see that from 1 Corinthians 3, from 10 to 15. Now, sister read for us. Let's repeat that scripture again. Your works shall be tried, shall be tested. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, as a wise master builder, we are all building. I've laid a foundation, another builds on it. But let each one take heed. The person should be very careful how he is built, his building. Everybody should be very careful. So the way you are building, the way you are working for God, the things, whether you are passing a church, you are cleaning, whether you are giving, whatever you are doing, everything will become very clear. For the day will declare it because it will be reviewed by what? By fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is, whether you did the work well or you didn't do it well. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. So not every work will endure. Do you know that the, the church I'm pastoring, it's, it's possible for me to stand before God and God will tell me you are disqualified. There's nothing for you. 
You pass at the church, but there is nothing. And I'm going to show you the reason why. Three reasons. Three things that, are, that is going to test your works. Number one, whatever you are doing for God, God will test you. And the first test is your motive. The motive behind your works. That's it. Your motive behind what you are doing. The, re- the motive means the reason for doing something. The reason behind what you are doing. The judge of all the earth doesn't only judge and reward actions, but he also mostly watch your motive behind what you are doing. We must always ask ourselves, why am I doing what I am doing? Philippians 1 verse 15. Why am I doing? What is my motive? Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. Give me the NIV. So some are preaching Jesus Christ, but because, of, and because others are doing it, I'm also doing it. Because somebody has established a church, I will also establish a church. Somebody has done a school, I will also do a school. Somebody has built a hospital, I will also build one. You will be the first patient to be admitted there. It is true that some preach Christ out of what? And what? Rivalry. Rivalry. One day somebody said, if this person can do it, then I will also do it. Hey, no, 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 no. No, no. What is the motive? You are cleaning the church. What is your motive? You are giving. What is the motive? Whatever you are doing, the test that your works will pass through is your motive. The motive of the reason why you are doing what you are doing. Hallelujah. May you never have wrong motive in the name of Jesus in working for God. First Corinthians 4, 5. Please hurry up. And Proverbs 24, 12. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. You understand? So whatever we are doing, God looks to the heart, the heart behind what you are doing. If you are doing this church, you are passing this church because of myself, he knows it. If it's about whatever, if it's my personal gain, he knows. So when I stand before God, he will not say you established this branch or that branch or that. No, 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 no. He will look at the motive behind what I'm doing. Why did you do what you're doing? Proverbs 24. If you say, surely we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his what he did? He weighs you. He weighs you. Please help me tell the person, God weighs you. Number two, the willingness of your works. You can be doing something for God and still be grudging in your heart. You can be working for God. You can be giving to God. You can be cleaning. You can be doing evangelism. But you are doing it with grudges in your heart. Now walk with God at certain times and at certain moments of your life. God will demand certain things from you. And please understand that. God will demand certain Whether he tell you through his word or directly God will speak to you to give something to him. There are three ways you, you can do something for God. You can be forced, you can be coerced, you can be deceived, or you can willingly do it. Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2. Exodus 25, 1 and 2. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me what? They bring me what? From everyone who gives it what? With his heart, you shall take it, my offering from the person. Willing. That is what brings the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. May we receive the grace to be willing in working for God in Jesus' name. Amen. At one point, God asked Abraham, give me your son. And God was testing the willingness of Abraham. Genesis 22, verse 1 to 3. And sometimes God will ask valuable things from you. It can be your car. It can be a certain valuable amount of money. God can ask you. Sacrifice. 
giving something valuable. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. So he said, test. And said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son. Your what? Your only, only son, son Isaac. Isaac. Whom? May God ask the things you love most. Hey. That would be fight, eh? Whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering on the one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Look at verse 3. Let's all read verse 3 together. One to go. It's okay. Abraham did what? Was it in the afternoon? Was it in the evening? Was it the next day? Abraham rose up early. Prompt response. Your only Isaac. Give it out. The only thing that will bring you the blessing is your willingness to do them. Receive the grace to be willing in your dealings with God. Amen. Don't let's be like somebody's forcing, somebody's putting pressure. No, no, no. Yeah. Most of the things I do, nobody tells me to do. I do them willingly. Willingly. May God give Amen. us understanding. Amen. In closing, I mean, don't be like Ananias and Sapphira. Who gave, but they were still crying at the same time. And they, all, they both ended dead. The last one, the test of your works, the faithfulness of your works. Matthew 25, 21, the faithfulness of your works. So to be faithful means to be constant, do exactly as you have been told, be reliable, dependable, available, trustworthy. That is faithfulness. And please, faithfulness in working for God is a must, whether you like it or not. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful what? You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Jump to verse 20, 23. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Three people. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Faithfulness. It's a must. First Corinthians 4.1 A man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries. So we are all stewards. We are all God take, I mean, caretakers. And as stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required. Everybody say it is required. In stewards, that one be found what? Faithful. It's still required. Yeah. And Proverbs 28, verse 20, my last scripture, God rewards faithfulness. A faithful man will abound with what? Can we read together? I want to go will abound with blessings. But he who hastens to be rich, good on finish. a faithful man, when we are faithful, when you are faithful, faithfulness has abundance of blessings. Unfortunately, few people are faithful. Few people, are, few people can be trusted. How faithful are you to the word of God? Jeremiah said, your words were found, Jeremiah 15, 16, and I ate them. So, the word of God is like food you must eat every day. Pray without ceasing. How constant are you with the fellowship of the brethren? Hebrews 10, 25. The Bible said, do not forsake the, the assembly of the brethren. How faithful, how constant. As 220, I mean 46. They were meeting together. They were together daily, daily, daily. How constant are you in your tithes and in your offering? How faithful are you? Sometimes you know that what you are giving to God. Whatever you are doing for God. God doesn't look at the acts, but no. he looks at the faithfulness behind oh, what look. If God gives me 1,000 Ghana cities, what is my tithe? 100 cities. And I take this 10 cities, and I think that 
the hundred cities is too much for God. Put it in an envelope. Nobody sees it. No, only God sees it. I wrap it and I drop it as my tithe. Don't forget, I've dropped it, but the blessing that should come with it, I'm not sowing, I'm not giving in faithfulness. God yeah, is not looking mean. at the amount, but he looks at the faithfulness behind the money you are giving. May God grace us to work for him in faithfulness. Amen. Then your blessings will what? Will abound. Amen. Please help me ask a person, how faithful are you to God? As a, the other person next to you, how faithful are you to God? From the every grace that we need to be faithful, receive it in the name of Jesus. Faithful in your walk with God. Faithful. Faithfulness in your dealings with men. You can be trusted. Faithfulness in your marriages. A faithful man shall be abound with blessing. So may be faithful in our dealings with people. Amen. May we never use crooked ways and means. Be faithful. Amen. And the Lord will reward you. Amen. Can you please stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Glory to God. As I pray with you, you want to give your life to Christ, don't feel shy. Don't look at the person next to you. That's the greatest decision you can ever make in life. That puts you on a platform of success. And wherever you are, I want to pray with you right now. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You want Jesus to come into your life. You want to serve him. Pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. Lord, I am a sinner. I know because of my sins, you came to die for me. I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. May this same grace continue to keep you. Amen. The Lord begin a great work in your life. Amen. I close the door behind you and open the door before you. Amen. You'll never go backward in the name of Jesus. No. May be established in the things of God. Yes. And may you see the hand of God working mightily in your life. Amen. I declare you blessed. Amen. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Father, I pray for your people right now. Amen. Visit us supernaturally. And grace us. And empowers as our works goes through the fire, it shall be sustained. In the name of Jesus, and grace us, O Lord, to be faithful in our works. And grace us, O Lord, to have the right motives in whatever we are doing for you. And then grace us, Heavenly Father, to stand for what is right. We honor you, Lord. I declare everybody here blessed. And every grace that we need to apply your word, it is released upon us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.